I want to do more. To be more. I get the feeling that maybe I could, or just that I should, try to live a life more in line with my passions and principles. But I can literally feel myself getting in my own way. It's like watching a movie of myself. I see it happening. I know it's not good. But I do it anyway. What's going on? That's this week on the Fuse Chamber Podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. You might not realize it, but your body is designed to run routines. What are they? Why do they exist? And how can I stop them? Well, first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. There are certain tasks that you need your brain to analyze and evaluate, but there's also a portion of your brain reserved for doing automatic work. Recall how difficult it was and how much focused attention it took to drive a car when you were first learning compared to now. There's a huge difference in the amount of processing you have to do and conscious effort you have to make. It's true that practice makes perfect. And practice makes perfect because practice is what commits those challenging, novel tasks to muscle memory. Repetition has the power to turn new experiences into routines. This is how we get good at piano or perfect our backhand in tennis. And what we might not realize is that we run emotional routines as well. Sometimes to preserve brain power for better, more important tasks, but also sometimes to protect us from harm. We're equally capable of taking complex emotions and creating routines out of those as well. What we need to be careful of, though, is the extent to which those routines could harm us rather than help us. So, for example, when certain routines are rooted in fear, anger, bitterness, or jealousy, what I abbreviate to FABJ, F-A-B-J, so I can give the demon a name, they have tremendous potential to derail our progress precisely because they're automatic, mindless routines. Now, the great thing about automatic routines is that we don't need to think about them. The bad thing about automatic routines is that we don't need to think about them. Meaning, we give them autonomy to operate completely on their own and sometimes without our knowledge or control. Do you get that? Now, self-awareness and mindfulness are extremely beneficial exercises. They have as their goal a pretty simple and not necessarily spiritual aim. The ability to watch your routines do what they do. 
See, what you need to realize is that routines may wreak total havoc on your thoughts and actions. So a person, imagine, who has been neglected or mistreated may have a thought routine that says they must have deserved it because of their inherent goodness or badness. Otherwise, how else can you justify being mistreated by someone who's supposed to care for you? We do this because we can't handle the alternative, which in many cases means the actual truth, that a person who harms you was a hurt, broken, or faulty person themselves for some reason, and it's completely unrelated to you. In a case like this, the routine protects you from overwhelm and destructive feelings. However, it's pretty easy to see how this belief system, that it was somehow your fault, could lead to very destructive patterns. A person who truly believes they're not deserving of love, respect, proper treatment can easily translate that belief into failing to properly care for or respect themselves. And that can turn into abusing their bodies and their minds or failing to act in their own best interest in so many ways at work, in relationships, or beyond. Never mind what it could do to your dreams, right? A person who experiences rejection early, especially during younger years, where we tend to internalize the events that surround us much more easily, may come to believe and therefore create routines of thinking that it's better to protect yourself from the hurt of rejection than it is to endeavor to achieve anything at all. Now, how destructive would that be? Let's talk solutions. If it was as simple as examining your routines and disassembling them, life would be a much easier place much sooner. But what if those routines were burned into your brain at such a young age that you don't remember the events or have no idea that you're operating these routines at all because you've always had them? Well, you can imagine how difficult it would be to identify, much less dismantle, these really powerful systems that the brain runs every day. And that's just the point. This is what makes routines so destructive. The fact that we don't even know we have them. And we can't even see them when they're operating because it's become normal to us and they're designed to run unobtrusively in our blind spots where we can't see them. And that's just the point. This is what makes routines so destructive. The fact that we don't know that we have them and we can't see them when they're operating because it's become completely normal and they're designed to operate in our blind spots where we don't have to pay attention to them. So what should we do? Well, in an ideal world, we would develop the ability to notice these patterns in action right when they happen and proceed to stop them or destroy them so that they lose their power over us. But the truth of the matter is that can be hard to do. So one idea that can be helpful just for identifying them, because if you don't know you have them, how do you know you're supposed to stop doing them? Write down a list of common patterns and see if any of them ring a bell. So I'll start with this list. Here are some examples of those routines you might be running without knowing it. Number one, I'm not good enough as I am, and if I try to ask for what I want in life, I'll find out for sure that people don't like me. Number two, same thing, but I'll find out for sure that I don't deserve to get what I want in life. Number three, I was born shy, I was meant to be shy, and I prefer to be alone. Number four, I'm not good enough in the eyes of my family or the people who love me, so I won't be good enough for anyone else either. Number five, 
If someone else has something that I don't have, it diminishes me somehow. Number six, when other people have success and work less hard for something than I did, the world seems to be an unfair place. Number seven, events in my life have cheated me of the future that I really want. Things should have gone differently for me. Number eight, I tell myself that I worked really hard, even though in reality I know there are people who work far harder than I do. Number nine, leadership is something meant for others, but not for me. Number 10, being the best in the world is something reserved for other people, but not for me. Number 11, people who are the best in the world were born with some special innate talent or ability. Do any of those sound familiar? Now, if you're hearing those and they don't sound familiar, then create your own edition of this list. It's easy to do. Start by asking yourself who or what do you mistrust, resent, reject, or dismiss? Think about it. Family, bosses, authority, weak people, strong people, attractive people, successful people, popular things. Now, once you've identified the things that you mistrust, ask yourself, because, why? So what are the justifications you make in your head as to why it's okay to completely dismiss an entire class, group, or category of people or things? Now that's one kind of fear, but what about the things you do or fail to do repeatedly? So what are the things that you know you do that you know you shouldn't do? Do you often cover up the truth? Do you make promises that you can't keep? Whatever your habit might be. It could be smoking. It could be skipping the gym. What are the things that you do or fail to do repeatedly? Now, again, ask yourself, because why? What are the reasons, the excuses that you tell yourself about why it's okay to do those things, not just once, but to do them over and over, even though you know in your head as you're doing them that you shouldn't? So that will create a short list of belief systems that you have. When these routines find a home in your head, that's what they become. They become beliefs. So I believe that successful people can't be trusted. Therefore, I don't want to hang out with them. I believe if I go to the gym, people are going to be judging me, so I'm not going to go. Now, once you learn to recognize them, now the next step is to say, when am I running it? When does that routine get run? When can I feel it influencing my actions? When does it keep me from going to the gym? When does it keep me from saying no to a networking event or from having a conversation with a person? Now, that takes immense practice, and in the beginning, you'll miss it. But over time, you'll get better at feeling it rise up somewhere in your body when you are about to make an excuse based on a set of faulty beliefs that you now know you carry. Now, what's the best way to dismantle them once you know what they are and can feel them when they're happening? Well, if it were easy, people who suffered from a lifetime of depression would be able to turn off the damage like a tab. But you know what? It's not that easy if you're struggling with those kinds of routines. And by the way, if you're suffering from those kinds of that kind of hurt, that kind of injury, you really should look to a professional for help because those aren't the problems that we solve here. However, for almost everything else, I want you to try the following techniques for dismantling your routines. Number one, recognize that the patterns that you have run often without your knowledge and definitely without your permission. They shape everything you do, even if the outcome is not in your best interest. So knowing this, 
will help you remove some of the anxiety and frustration when you struggle to stop doing the things that aren't good for you. So this is another way of saying, stop beating yourself up. Your routines work the way they do on purpose. It is natural that they're difficult to recognize, stop, and avoid. Number two, understand that even though these patterns run without your permission, they were learned. They might have been learned at a really young age, which is, could be why they're so powerful and so difficult to detect and overthrow. Number three, even if these routines run to your ultimate detriment, the common sense that you should be able to do differently, so why can't I go to the gym? I know I should go to the gym, but I don't go to the gym. Knowing that is not enough to actually do differently. And in fact, even with the full knowledge that you have a habit or routine that's really bad for you, you can't stop doing it. It could literally be killing you. You keep doing it anyway. Why? Because if you look deep enough, you will find a reason why this routine actually does work for you. In truth, it actually has your permission to run. Understand that your body wants to incorporate routines to free up the brain to do other things. And in some cases, the routines are there to protect you from harm. What's at fault is your brain's interpretation of harm and actual harm may be very different than what you think it is. So at some level, these routines are giving you the satisfaction of avoiding injury, avoiding pain, avoiding embarrassment, avoiding rejection, avoiding hard work, something that you're trying to get away from. So it's very satisfying when you can avoid the hard thing, not feel any guilt, and all is right with the world. And that's what these routines are designed to do. So number four, it's the belief that you have to overthrow, not the brain's ability to run routines. In theory, nothing wrong with routines. If you hear a loud bang, you instinctively cover your head, close your eyes, and duck. That's a good thing. But if you can identify at least the belief that you have that's incorrect, you could replace the belief with something that is more true and more in line with what you're actually trying to achieve, your actual goals, the beliefs that you want to have. Then you can start to practice new routines. Now, number five, realize that all this will take time and you will not do it perfectly or anything close to perfectly in the very beginning. It takes a while to learn, integrate, and to repattern or make fully automatic. So you have to be prepared for the long haul on this one. Things won't change. They won't be fixed overnight. But if you can master this, if you can stay the course, and if you can apply the hard work and discipline to rewrite your routines, it can change your life. So begin by listening for the routines that you have. Start with a prepared list like the one I gave you. Or ask the questions that I want you to ask. Look for things that you suspect might be true for you. What are your beliefs? Then acknowledge that the routine is very powerful because it's designed to protect you from negative emotions and to do so without encountering any conscious emotional struggle. So knowing this, choose a new belief that would suit you better. Try to recite that belief every time you feel the routine starting to run. Now remember, just noticing that it's happening takes a lot of practice at first. So in the beginning, expect failure, expect some backsliding, and expect you won't break those bad habits overnight. 
but with time, you will get better. As an artist or entrepreneur, the only thing holding you back is your ability to forge new mindsets and create new habits that move you forward instead of slowing you down or moving you backwards, and to do those things consistently. So examine your routines and change them through consistent repeated effort. And that will help you get you closer to the life you want today. So remember, be patient with yourself. You're literally battling your own design, your own DNA here. So give it some time to make it work for you. So let me give you an example, guys, from my world. I have consistently a three-month goal to tackle my FabJ, and more often than not, three months later, I have to start all over again because I realize I'm no better than I was before. Sometimes I get a little better, and I got to push myself to the next level because even if I do improve, it is never, never gone. Guys, it's like riding a bike. You never forget how to fear, how to reject new ideas and experiences. So you're going to need to be hypervigilant. This is not something you can shut off like a switch. You will always have to fight to be on top of it. But I'm very interested to hear if this technique makes a positive change in what you're able to accomplish. So please try it. Give it time. Stay with it. Do battle every day. And then reach out and let me know how it's working for you. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week.